Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Malone and welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Koro Vakauta. This week, PNG's gripped by league fever as the Kumuls do battle with their Pacific neighbours. We hear from an aspiring Rotuman basketball player who aims to represent Guam, but first, to football. And Samoa's Lupe Olesoanga earned their first OFC Champions League with maximum points after a comprehensive 6-0 victory over American Samoa club champions FC Samoan Korean Baptist Church last weekend. The Samoans won the preliminary tournament in Apia, beating the likes of Puaikura and Loto Haapai to advance for the first time. The president of the victorious club has paid tribute to his players and also supporters from the village of Mangyangi. Taimalilangi Fiti Aimasu says the team had a lot of support on and off the field and now all are celebrating. Obviously everyone was ecstatic. A combination of a long series of heart trainings and commitment from everyone who was involved not just the management but the players and all the supporters as well from the village so we're quite stoked with um, coming out with uh, the win obviously especially winning all three games in the preliminary Uh, but um, at the moment we are still giving time for boys to celebrate and because of course it's going to be another step up for us and obviously a whole new drawing board would be put up with regards to the preparation for the next round. What do you think the key has been to the comprehensive victory, not just on Saturday, but uh, of this uh, preliminary tournament? What has the point of difference been this year's edition of Lupe compared to other years for the club? I think everything is all to the, the mindset of, of, of everyone who came in and then knowing that this was going to be the first time we were We'll be representing our country and um, traditionally our village, very proud people of Mangyangi. And I think that's well known throughout Samoa that we, we hate to lose. And so we, right from the outset, when we were confirmed as our representatives, we went down, sat together with the whole management and we draw up how we were going to go towards getting that goal of winning. And it really paid off after such a long time of commitment to trainings and, uh, and everything, doing the little nitty-gritty stuff to get um, the boys motivated day in, day out. So, yeah, I think it's uh, it's, it's a collaborative effort from everyone with respect to, to our supporters and, and it's right down to the players as well. Who are some of the players that you believe starred for the club? I understand uh, Silao Malo got the uh, tournament golden boot but also the golden ball for outstanding player. Who are some other uh, individuals that Rata mentioned? Yes, Lionel Taylor was right up there. Uh, he was instrumental in uh, all the wins and all the games as well as uh, Andrew Setifano, who was a rock at the back alongside Bali Ifalongo. So um, I think all the players did put up their hand to try and, uh, and make it to the, to the next level for us. But those were key or instrumental players in, uh, in, in our win. How much did it help having some home crowd support? Tremendous support from the home crowd, of course. Uh, it, it really helped motivate the, the boys, boost the, the enthusiasm right throughout each match day. 
and I think the home support was uh, was great for us. And we really want to thank them properly. And we're setting up a special occasion and of uh, Thanksgiving to to thank our supporters and our fans someday this week. What are the strengths of the side? You mentioned individual players, but w- where do the strengths of the side lie in terms of, is it up front, uh, in the midfield, at the back? What is the strength of uh, Lupe Olesoanga? We, we worked hard on uh, getting things together as a unit, right from from each facet of, 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 of our play, from defence onto attack. We wanted the whole team to work as a unit going forward and and also coming back in defence. So um, credit goes out to, to all of all the 11 players who, who, go, who go on at each certain time of the game because they, they knew what was needed. And then I think working together as a group is the key to, to getting these wins. We had strikers coming back and defending as the last man in defence. And of course, we had defenders going up to help us in, uh, in our tech. So that was the idea of uh, how to create this team effort. And obviously, we're very proud of uh, what the boys have achieved for us. And now that you've reached the, the next level, if you like, this must come along with new goals. Yeah, What are the goals now for the club that you've uh, reached unprecedented levels? Well, just the same as we went into this uh, preliminary, we just wanted players to get themselves ready for whatever that's going to come our way. I know it's going to take another big step or, or big leap, of, um, if you may call it, to go on to the next stage and having to face the likes of uh, bigger clubs who've been there and much more experienced. But I know with the right mindset and the right preparation, we can get them there, to, uh, at least match them up with every facet of the game. Is this helping the community get behind football? I mean, obviously there are other sports that maybe grab the public eye, like such as rugby, but how popular is football uh, in Samoa and is it improving? <laughs> yes, there's no denying that rugby is the number one sport in Samoa and especially after seventh final playing against Fiji. Uh, I think the win for Lucas Oanga just uh, quickly <laughs> went out of uh, um, people's minds. But anyway, I think you know, the whole uh, community, especially for our village, being a, a big uh, fan of sports in whatever sports you may name it. We've also had fielded a very strong uh, rugby team in the past years. I know uh, a lot of attention has switched to our team, our soccer team now. And uh, I think having that tournament on our local soil was indeed a very positive move by our federation to get it over here because uh, I think it is definitely the step in the right direction for the local federation to get people support and you know the country to to get the the soccer going and better developed Lupe Olesoanga president Taimalelangi Fiti Aimasu The chief executive of Papua New Guinea Rugby League says the sport is currently on a high after competing with a formidable Prime Minister's 13 over the weekend. The PM's team did eventually win 34-16, but Brad Tassel says the Kumuls stuck with a world-class side for most of the match in a physical encounter. Tassel says the country's now buzzing as they head into an historic matchup with an NRL player-laden Tonga this weekend. We're really happy with the uh, with the effort from the boys. I mean, they stuck with the, the best team in the world, you know, for for much of the game. There's only, you know, some certain things, uh, a couple of lapses here and there, a couple of penalties, and. Um, you know, back-to-back uh, turnovers that, that sort of hurt us in the end. But geez, the boys really displayed um, uh, a lot of skill and a lot of courage and a lot of guts and determination against 
you know, the world champion. So we, we're really pleased with the result, and we think that you know it's a step forward in the right direction, and that the boys are improving and starting to understand uh, their rugby league a lot more uh, year by year. And in terms of off the field, I understand there were over seven thousand people uh, crowded to, uh, in the ground to watch the match. What does this match, or what did the match mean for the community, the rugby league community as well? Oh yeah, it's a fantastic thing, you know. It's a rugby league now community or country in Papua New Guinea, and Kokopo is, is such a beautiful region. They really love their rugby league up there as well. So, you know, to get this one-off match there every year, it's a big thing for the region, and uh, they certainly support it well. So, you know, it was great to see a big crowd, and it was, and they were entertained to a, a really big day of rugby league. And what can you take away from the game in terms of your next opponents, which I understand is Tonga and Lei uh, next weekend? We've had a very good preparation. You know, the boys have been in camp for three weeks. Um, you know, finished off their Queensland Cup season uh, for uh, five weeks ago. Came back into camp, so they're very fit. They're very physical and tough. And that game was a really good hit out for us because we hadn't played for for four weeks. So you know that we'll get a lot out of that. Um, you know, fix up a few things for that match. Just need to be fixed up and. Uh, we're really looking forward to playing against Tonga in, uh, in the test match on Sunday. I think it's the first test match, a fully sanctioned test match in this country for quite a number of years. So it's, a, it's an exciting event. A great occasion indeed. Now, we had comments from such uh, players as Jared Haynes talk about when you play Papua New Guinea, you really feel it. They're such a physical side. Uh, what are the attributes that lend this side to being such a challenge? Yeah, well, and it was, it was quite funny too. Will Chambers, after the game, said to me that he felt like he'd been stoned. He said that every every tackle felt like he'd, he'd had a rock thrown at him, basically. So, you know, they're, they're very, very tough boys. But, you know, we've done a lot of work over the last 18 months to, uh, to you know, get the boys to understand the game a little bit more and what needs to be done. It's not just all bash and barge and putting on big fists. And, and, you know, the fitness level of the guys now that have been in a full-time program with the Hunters in the Queensland Cup season is, is right up there with the NRL. You know, they are full-time professionals now and they understand the game a lot more and, you know, the skill and the way that they played on Sunday is a huge improvement on 12 months ago. So, you know, we, I think the Aussies got a bit of a shock and a lot of them after the game said they were pretty impressed by the skill and the, and, and the way that the boys played. So, you know, that sort of tells us that we are heading in the right direction and if we keep doing that, then, you know, score lines will become closer and closer over the next couple of years. How much is having Mal Meninga help improve the game in PNG? Oh, it's good. It's, it's just his presence, you know. His presence uh, is part of the program, helps us with sponsors, that, you know, it helps us with credibility, it gives us an international exposure as well. And, you know, he doesn't have to say a real lot to the boys, but what he does say, you know, counts and the boys take notice of him. You know, he, he, he's been a success, hugely successful coach you know, with Queensland over the last uh, nine years and, you know, we're pretty lucky to have a man like him on board. And you mentioned this is going to be an historic occasion against Tonga, a first fully-fledged test for a while now. What goes into preparing the venue and the whole event at Leigh? Yeah, well, we've, we've actually had uh, people on the ground up there for about the last month now, um, just, you know, uh, preparing the field and making sure that that's, you know, that's the best quality as possible and uh, fixing up the dressing sheds and a number of other things that need to be fixed up. And uh, so that's been work ongoing now for about the last month. And, you know, we're... All of uh, the staff are flying up there to make sure that all the preparations are in order for Sunday. And, um, you know, we're expecting a capacity crowd and, and, a, and a very vocal crowd to cheer on the Kumals for Sunday. It should be a fantastic occasion, a great match, and I think it'll be 
a really physical, tough match as well. And what's the capacity up there? Oh, they get varying reports. To be honest, some people say it's about seven thousand, some say five thousand, some say six thousand. So it could be anywhere between five and seven thousand that that will pack in there on Sunday. Sure. And, and finally, Brad, what do you know about the next opponents about Tonga? What, what do you know in terms of what they bring to the table? You know, there's a, there's a, quite a few names I've seen their team which is being released today, and um, you know, there's quite a few names there that. Yeah, you know, play played a lot of currently play a lot of first grade and uh, in the NRL. All of their players are NRL contracted players. So, you know, they're gonna to be tough, they're gonna to be big, they're gonna be physical. Um, so we're pretty prepared for that and you know, we we're we're expecting that that type of play from them. So, you know, as I said, they're all NRL players and it's another test for our boys but but we're pretty confident that we'll go well this, this Sunday. What happens uh, what else have you got on the horizon as as far as P and G league goes? Oh, look, we've got a, a lot of things on the horizon. Obviously, we're, we're in the second, we'll be in the second season starting off-season training in November for, you know, the Hunters and the Queensland Cup. Um, you know, we're talking to the NRL about um, more international games next year and, and perhaps bringing back the Pacific Nations Cup. Uh, we're also talking to the NRL about uh, not only hosting games, but possibly an entire tour of the World Cup in 2017 in PNG. Um, there's massive uh, facilities development underway in Port Moresby as well with uh, the South Pacific Games coming up. So next year we've, we've got a team that's in the Rugby League Nines. Uh, with all that facility redeveloped, we'll have two brand-new spanking stadiums by the start of 2016 that'll hold 25 to 30,000 people. So there's a, there's a lot of positives still for the game over the next 12 to 18 months for Papua New Guinea Rugby League. The CEO of PNG Rugby League, Brad Tassel. The New Zealand Breakers basketball side started off their 2014 NBL season with an impressive win over the defending champions, the Perth Wildcats, 80-70. Rookie Ty Wisley, who hopes to represent Guam next year, says he enjoyed the experience. The forward contributed five points and eight rebounds off the bench. Wisley was buzzing after the game and spoke to Radio New Zealand's Alex Coogan-Reeves a couple of days later. It was awesome, you know, to, to go to Perth and to have the crowd... As big as it was, it was cool. But you know what? That's that's something that you uh, you put in your back pocket, and we, we won, and we move on from there. But uh, as far as the whole experience, it was awesome, and I gained a lot of uh, knowledge and experience and feel for this league and, and this team. I imagine it was a pretty good locker room afterwards. Awesome. You know, the mood was good, and and we we had our little celebration there, and then we uh, we kind of said, all right, you know, after tonight, we, we move on and focus on Adelaide. So that was that's pretty much what the locker was like, locker room was like, um, for sure. Cool. And now just looking at um, sort of how you came here. Obviously, um, be, being uh, someone who qualifies for Guam, that uh, gave you the opportunity to come and play for the Breakers. Can you just talk about your time in Guam and sort of you're your a child, right? Did you play basketball there when you were a kid? So um, yeah, growing up, I lived in Guam for six years, uh, between the ages of about four to ten. I believe, and I actually didn't play basketball at all there. I was uh, I played soccer. You know that was like the, the biggest thing at the time, and so every Saturday we would go play soccer, and uh, and I really enjoyed my time in Guam. You know I, uh, I had some pretty good stories to tell about earthquakes and typhoons and brown tree snakes and, and whatnot. So it's been good. Hey, have you been back there since you lived there? I have not been back to Guam since uh, since we moved back to the states. But uh, I look forward to, to going there. And uh, you say you're hoping to play for them in July. What uh, What's sort of the deal there? Uh, you know, there's the, the games coming up in, in July. And, uh, you know, I, 
I, uh, I had the option to play for Fiji or Guam, but uh, you know, Guam really helped me get, get this, uh, this clearance for this league, and they've been, they've been great to me, so, uh, so I'll be playing for Guam in July. Do you know much about what their team is? Are, are there a lot of guys like you that might have lived there, and, or is it, is it mainly locals in that team? Uh, mostly local guys, you know, um, and they've been they've been pretty good. You know, they have a, a very good core group of of guards, but they've been lacking uh, big guys. So they recruited my brother. Um, was it last year? And they brought him in, and he played for them. So I'll be playing alongside my brother in, in July. And uh, and I think uh, Ross from Perth is also uh, planning on playing for them. So that'll just add some depth to them, and hopefully uh, we can bring some bring some noise for Guam. So you're sort of starting to get a bit of a squad together for the for the Guam national team. I guess, I guess. You know, uh, they're they're excited about basketball and uh, and so if I can help, I, you know, why not? Is it a big basketball country? I know they have sort of links to the US, so they, they follow basketball a bit? Um, I think it's, it's definitely a growing thing there. I mean, I was young when I was there, but I remember soccer being the big sport. Also, so your father is Fijian, correct? Yeah, he's actually from uh, Rotuma, which is a small island uh, real close to Fiji. And so, so do you sort of know much about your heritage and that culture, or is that something you're yet to learn? You know, I know a, a some, but not, not as much as I'd like. I plan on, uh, you know, hopefully I can get out to Fiji after this season to go visit and reconnect with uh, some of my, my family that's still there and, uh, and see, see the beautiful country of Fiji. Have you been asking uh, Mika Vakona any, any questions about Fiji? <laughs> well, me and Mika have a, have a, a connection through, uh, through our Fijian uh, relatives, so, so uh, I haven't asked him much about it yet, but we have talked you know, about a, a little bit about it, so hopefully we can, we can discover some, some ancient relatives back down the line. Was that sort of when you were weighing up you know, where to go and play next, and obviously New Zealand became an option through Southland, was the, your sort of Pacific heritage, did, did that sort of inspire you to, to come back to New Zealand, being, obviously being so close to the Pacific? Um, you know, it was a lot of things. I, I don't know how much that one was, more than uh, you know, the influence that Gary Wilkinson had on me to come here. Um, just how he talked it up and, and, and talked about the, the, the people here, not just the, the club, but the players like Mika and, and, and guys like Tom and Sad and you know, all those pieces. The New Zealand Breakers forward, Ty Wesley. Newcastle and Samoan teenager Sione Matautia is among 10 newcomers selected in coach Tim Sheen's 24-man Australian squad for Rugby League's Four Nations Tournament. With a raft of big-name players unavailable for Kangaroo's selection, Sheen's has ushered in a new era. Matautia, who's 18, has played just seven NRL games after debuting for the Knights in July. Sheen's says Matautia has had a good season and he was impressed with the skills the youngster showcased when playing for the Prime Minister's 13 against PNG last weekend. If he earns a start, Matautia will become the youngest test player in Australian rugby league history. Australia will kick off its Four Nations campaign against New Zealand at Brisbane's Suncorp Stadium on October 25th, with England also meeting Samoa on the double-header bill. The Kangaroos then host England in Melbourne on November 2nd and Samoa in Wollongong on November 9th. The final of the four-week tournament 
will be held in Wellington on November 15th. Also, a reminder in other international league this weekend, PNG hosts Tonga in Ley and Fiji plays Lebanon in Australia. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Korovaka Uta. Thanks for listening. Mau mea. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.